Hi, and welcome back to Veg Head Speaks. This is Robin, and today we're talking about travel and the plant-based lifestyle. I've been working with a few clients and doing some wellness um, counseling for companies, and that topic often will come up. Uh, how, how do we do this outside of our own homes? It's easy to kind of control what you're eating as you're buying groceries and you're preparing things at home. But out on the road, either by flying or traveling by car or whatever it is, and we're stuck away from our own kitchen, how do we do it? So I thought today we'd talk about that and I'll offer to you some of the what I do, some of the tips I use um, that I've learned from other people and just through experience. And I, I've got to tell you, it, it doesn't have to hamper your experience. Let's say you're, you've planned the tri- trip of your lifetime and you're going to a foreign country and you want to experience their culture through their food, which is a wonderful thing because every culture has their own, their own foods and way of preparing things. Um, I've got to tell you, it is possible. Uh, my family and I, you know, there's uh, six of us and we've traveled traveled through China for three weeks and it wasn't always easy. I can tell you that, but for the most part, we were able to really partake in a lot of the Chinese foods um, and still experience, you know, you know, their culture just fine. Uh, It was a little bit of a challenge sometimes to translate and get the understanding through that we wanted just steamed vegetables with no oil that was and no meat that was a really um uh, you know kind of foreign to some of the restaurants coming from americans because they know that many americans don't eat that way and they're really concerned that we wouldn't like the foods they prepared for us but once they you know got it and we said yes that's exactly what we want uh they were thrilled to cook some fresh vegetables and season them very lightly uh, the way we liked and I'm very gracious in doing so. So, and sometimes, sometimes we failed. We got stuff with oil on it and we ate it and didn't complain and, and just said, okay, that's one meal that maybe our stomachs don't feel so great, but it's just part of the experience. So I think being um, tolerant of what you get and not making a fuss and just learning from that and moving forward to the next meal, you have to kind of let that one go and just realize that, okay, um, I'll do better next time. And maybe I need to phrase it differently. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> that was sort of our experience, <clears throat> excuse me, traveling through a foreign country. But while at home, when you have more control, let's say you're traveling by car, let's start with that. So I recently got back from a camp trip and I had the opportunity to take an ice chest So what I did is I prepared ahead of time some vegan chili beans that I took to contribute to the meals and, and it worked out really well. Everyone enjoyed them. I was able to eat something I I liked and felt like I was contributing as well as staying within my, um, my eating parameters and, you know, camping can be a little challenging, but we had a camp stove available to us and beans travel really well. And backpacking would have been a little more challenging, I think, because you have to pack it. You couldn't take a big pot in a stove. So I think you'd have to rely on um, more packaged foods while you backpack and nuts and eat, take some fresh fruits, but eat those first, obviously, and then take foods that you can easily prepare on a campfire or small camp stove. And uh, that would be more of a challenge, but still doable. 
And what you find is that you do eat more packaged foods when you're not wanting to cook a lot, but there's plenty of things that you can take. Um, so, you know, obviously your fresh fruits and vegetables and then, you know, cliff bars or nuts, um, uh, dried fruit is a good thing. You can find a variety of dried fruits. I think I've talking, spoken about this in other podcasts where, you have to kind of look to make sure there's no oils added to them. But even if there is for that, that one trip, it would, it would, it's fine. Just, you know, take it and you, you need to do what you got to do. Don't be too stressed out about it. Um, so then flying is a similar thing. You can take a lot of those same foods as your snacks on an airplane. I often will um, pack <clears throat> a sandwich or something like that to take a little more substantial, um, you know, easy to, you can, you can put a PB and peanut butter and jam sandwich on a bagel, a whole wheat bagel that doesn't get crunched up as easily in your backpack or whatever it is you travel with. Um, it passes through security just fine. I did find that my overnight oatmeal that I thought I was so clever in taking, um, I prepared it the night before and put it in the microwave and threw it in my bag and that did not make it through security. So don't, don't do that. But, um, they let me, let me go out of security and gobble it down. And then I just came through with the empty mason jar, um, and washed it in the sink when I got on the other side. But, you know, that was a little um, surprising because it was just, they considered that like a liquid because it was so thick, more gel-like. So that did not work. But smaller quantities certainly probably would, would have worked. I just had a pretty big jar. So, you know, taking um, snacks is kind of crucial and, and throwing them into your bag because you never know if you're going to get stranded in the airport um, with flight delays or missed, missed flights. And so having something to nibble on is a good thing. But I have been pleasantly surprised in many of the, the airports I've been in recently that you can find um, plant-based options. You have to just read the labels, uh, maybe buy the salad that has cheese in it and eat around it type thing. Um, uh, some, some I've seen that have kale with quinoa, which I was really pleasantly surprised. And then I just would sprinkle the craisins I had in my bag on them to kind of dress it up. Often I'll eat it dry without any of the dressing. Um, and that works fine. I guess you could you know, pack your own dressing. I, I don't because it's, again, it's a liquid, so I don't want to get standard with that. And, you know, it's one meal. I just want to fill my belly, have something that tastes pretty good and get me through to the, where I'm going. So it's, I guess, kind of changing your definition of what a meal is. Um, at some point, you have to just kind of fuel your body and and get a real meal later on. And so maybe eat a few more snacks and than you normally would. Um, as far as where where you get to, when you get to your destination, you know, as you know, sometimes you fly in late, and so there's nothing open. So again, having something in your bag uh, is always um, good. Or make a, a quick stop at a grocery store. They often will stay open late, and you know, there's many groceries now that will have um, a salad bar, or you know, Whole Foods will have a lot of vegan options of hot foods available to you and, and a lot of tasty things. Um, and they also uh, have a lot of, you know, already prepared um, vegetables and that sort of thing. So if you don't want to 
bring things back to your room to cook. Uh, one of the things, you, if you have a microwave available to you, you know, buy some potatoes and microwave them in the, you know, in the room. And then you have, you can buy some prepared salsa, um, a jar of salsa and, and you have a meal there. Um, I, I travel with baked potatoes. I bake them ahead of time and throw them in my bag. They're pretty hearty uh, filling and they travel well. And they, you know, they're, they're really great to take along. So uh, you can prepare those ahead of time or get them where you're going. It just depends on what you have in your room. If you have a, a refrigerator, of course, you can stock up by grapes and, and apples and carrot sticks and hummus. And, you know, there you have a meal. I was recently um, traveling and uh, popped into a grocery and I was able to find a frozen burrito that only had beans and rice in it. Um, Amy's is a brand that um, I like because she doesn't put cheese in some of her varieties and I could bring it back and microwave it. And I had some hummus and uh, I did a baked potato and it was, it was a very filling and colorful plate. That's how I like my plates, very colorful and very filling and satisfying. So you had your fresh vegetables. I didn't have to um, you know, worry about making a salad. I could have, but, and I did that later, but, uh, those are all options for you. So my, my point is, is that it can be done. You have to be a little creative. You have to let go of some, maybe someone serving you a meal. You might have to prepare it yourself. Um, if you go out, you have to just ask, um, your, your servers and depending on where you go, what I have found is, uh, free, and I think we've talked about this, is frequently if you go to a smaller establishment that makes your food fresh, they're way more accommodating frequently of, of leaving things off because you can get it made to order. A lot of the big chains, you know, they get these foods and they just basically cook them. They're already prepared. So everything's already in them already and they put them in and they cook them and serve you. And so they have less leeway of changing and taking things out of those entrees. So just keep that in mind. Um, and so I think it's, you know, being able to speak to somebody and have your food prepared the way you like is, is uh, you know, if it's made fresh, they have more options. Just remember that they have more options of changing it up and finding a, a knowledgeable server is, is really wonderful. Um, you, you know, if you can ask them is, are these beans made with chicken stock? Um, because that would you know, make a difference for you. Or many times they'll say, oh, you don't want the pinto beans. You want the black beans because we cook them without any meat or any stock that has meat in it. So those are all kind of the minute questions that you learn to ask. And, um, and if it didn't come that way in that one meal, not the big, not a big deal, you do the best you can, but you know, frequently they want you to enjoy your meal. So they want to help you out. Um, the next thing that comes to mind is entertaining. We just passed the 4th of July, and that's a big holiday for us here in the U.S., and uh, it's kind of a hallmark outdoor barbecue, meat on the grill sort of holiday, and, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge for people going to a cookout. What, what do I eat? Well, um I take vegetable kebabs. They're they're fun to put on the grill, and that's I take that as my contribution to the to the feast. Kind of section off a little grilled area where there's no meat and um, grill them up. And it's crazy how many people want to eat those. If you have those sitting next to meat, 
I tell you, the meat eaters will will eat them. They'll take meat as well. But, you know, when you're cooking something for yourself, make sure you take enough to share because when there's a healthy option that looks appetizing, people eat it. And then they try it and they're like, wow, this is really good. So then they understand a little bit better why you're eating the way you are because you can eat really good tasting food and be healthy as well and not feel as weighed down as you would with a, a, a meat entree. So that's one of the options. I, I take um, my food. I take enough to share. I you know can make a great pasta salad or, and you know any of those things, those cookouts that uh, fresh watermelon, a beautiful fruit salad that's cut up and really attractive. And on a hot day, people gobble it up. On any day, they gobble it up. It's colorful. It's tasty. Fruit's wonderful right now. With um, everything's in season, so it's at you know it's it's just a wonderful experience for everybody involved that's eating it. So, you know, that's why I say stay. You can stay to your diet and you know your your lifestyle, and still you know eat the foods you like and still be with the people you want to be with, um, enjoying a meal. Um, entertaining in my home, same thing. I've struggled with this for a while. Uh, you have meat, you know, meat eaters coming, and let's say it's a holiday that you know centers around a turkey, uh, Thanksgiving, and you know what do you do for those people? And for a while, I would you know cook two meals almost. I would cook a turkey for the meat eaters, and then I would cook plenty of uh, plant-based options for the rest of us. And I really started kind of you know, getting to the point of why would, first of all, I didn't like cooking it anymore. It just kind of stunk up my kitchen and greasy pans and all that. But secondly, I, I was like, I felt like I was sort of poisoning my, my family and friends because, you know, I wouldn't eat it, but yet it's okay for the people I love to eat this. And I feel in my heart that it's really almost a toxin and it's really bad for you. So, um, and I want them to be healthy. I want them to be in my lives for a lot, my life for a long time. So why would I do that? And so I, you know, I started looking up in recipes and finding, um, you know, a lot of great alternatives and just really tasty foods that I would, I could present to them and just really focus on the time being together and less on the food. And people really didn't complain and they would make jokes about it and, you know, um, but when I explained why I did it, they couldn't really be upset because I'm like, you know, I just feel that this is a healthier way and I want you to be in my life and I want you to be healthy and it's one meal and I really want to spend time with you and I want to celebrate the occasion, but I don't want to cook that. So, um, and no one's declined my invitation. <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased to say uh, people still come and they still have a good time. And, it, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving and all those holidays that once centered around these traditional foods um, have become less about the traditional foods and more about a, a tasty meal and being together. So, you know, and if you want to try the faux meats, you can do that. Um I, you know, I have not, I, I plan, I tend to focus more on seasonal vegetables and uh, other meals, but, you know, I, I have found that you can veganize or turn many of the recipes you traditionally liked, um, into, they're slightly 
they taste slightly different, but they still taste good and you can kind of um, use them, you know, so people are familiar with them. I guess that's why I do it. Uh, they're familiar with the once chicken pot pie. It looks familiar on the outside. It may be different on the inside. Um, but, you know, I start focusing heavily on really tasty soups, especially in the winters um, when people come, because that's not something people often will cook for themselves homemade, which is perplexing to me because they're so easy to cook and and feed a crowd so easily and just you take you know make some really great home make great home grain a whole grain bread and homemade um cornbread or something and it's it's so delicious in the winters and so i don't know entertaining i that's the transition i've made and uh, you know, it took me a while to get my head around it because I was afraid that people would feel really, um, you know, robbed of having that traditional meal. And what I have found is they really don't. My family has embraced it. So, um, so those are my, my tips for you. And I, what I really want to get across is that it may seem burdensome at, at first, but it's really doable. And, you know, I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised that with, it does take preparation though. And so uh, I just keep, you know, snacks kind of in my purse. So, you know, you have them always if you're kind of cut off, caught off guard or, you know, not, not prepared. And, and then they get you through to when you can get to a grocery or get to a, a restaurant. And, you know, even a lot of the fast food restaurants, if you're on the road, um, you can get a, a meal that will fit into your plant-based lifestyle. Um, you can get a burrito bowl, just get the black beans and, you know, hold off some of the, the, you know, really, um, milk, milk based dressings for your salads. And, um, you know, it, it's, it is possible. Yes. The vegetables that go on top may be cooked in, in oil and not quite the way you wanted them, but, you know, you're traveling, it's one meal, it's, it's okay. Uh, maybe go heavy on, on the rice or the beans and less on the vegetables and more on the lettuce. You know, there's, there's ways of doing it. And I, I think there's even uh, veggie burgers at some of these meat places. Uh, they may have a little cheese in them. I, I don't eat them typically, but you know, it's, it's, it's just a, you know, a meal to get you to the next, the next meal. Cause you are traveling or get you to your destination. Um, so I just encourage you to look at the options. You can go to a steakhouse with your friends and order a plain baked potato. I mean, I've done it. I just recently was at a ceremony that I went to the, the party was at a steakhouse and, and it was, you know, um, you know, I got a plain baked potato and a side salad. It was delicious. It was fun. It was great. I went up to a cabin where the woman hosting the party worked at a meat company. So she brought a ton of meat and I, I took up some, I brought my own to share, uh, you know, a vegan plant-based uh, pasta sauce and whole grain noodles and, and, and had a bunch of fresh vegetables. It was, it was wonderful. So the point is you can do it, plan a little bit ahead Make sure you take enough to share because people are going to eat your food. Believe me, don't just take your own little plate. Take enough to share because they're going to want to have some too. So with that said, happy travels. Enjoy the adventure. Get out and enjoy your family. Enjoy the weather and your time off. If you have some time off from whatever it is you do and 
you know, don't make it hard. Uh, and, and don't worry if it one meal has, you know, something that you don't really normally want to eat, um, eat less of that and eat more of whatever you can eat. So, um, that's what Veghead Speaks has to say. And um, as always, you can follow what I'm eating on Instagram. I post pictures. Um, I'm also posting some pictures of some of the activities I'm doing because it's important to get out and move and um, spend time with your family. Laugh. Have a good time. That's part of good health as well. You know, de-stress. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Veghead Speaks. I'm on Twitter. I have I, tw- I tweet as well. And, um, of course, our, my podcast, and I have a blog, and I'm keeping up. My blogs go a little more in-depth, whatever I'm speaking about here on the podcast or just reiterate it in a different way with some pictures as well. So, again, thanks for tuning in, and until next time, continue on with your plant-based eating. Thank you.